You must know where you are before you can know where you're going. That is the power of a net worth and cash flow statement. Imagine this. Just picture this with me for a moment, if you will. The pilots of a Boeing 747 passenger jet full of people that take off from an airline going towards their destination and they know it's a four-hour flight. Now, they take off, everything's good, they get up to altitude, and then they kick their feet up and just wait around for four hours. And then eventually, at the four-hour mark, they check on their location to make sure that they got where they need to go. That would be insane. That's not how piloting a plane works. You cannot just take off and then hope that in four hours that because you picked the initial direction you wanted to go, that you can't just hope that you have gotten there without checking your position along the way. That's not how flying a plane works. It's also not how piloting a plan works. We can't just create a financial plan and then sit on it for four years and then hope that in four years when we look up, we were where we hoped we would be. We need regular check-ins. We need to be monitoring where we've been, where we are, and where we're hoping to go and doing regular check-ins, regular course corrections to make sure that everything is on track for what we want to accomplish in life. And one of the best ways to do that is by creating and regularly updating a cash flow statement and a net worth statement. Now, if those things sound boring to use because you're not thinking about them the right way. They're actually deeply empowering tools that we can use to see, hey, where have we been? Where are we now? And where are we going? So first, let's take a look at, at net worth statements and then at cash flow statements, and, and we'll find out just the power of having these tools and, and using them regularly. So let me ask you this, right? Do you know where everything is and what it's worth? Do you know that everything that you own, where they are and, and what those things are worth? That's what a net worth statement is, right? And again, I always got to say this. Anytime we talk about net worth, we have to make sure that we mention that there's no correlation between net worth and human worth, right? We're all this just as valuable as human beings. We are all have an innate, intrinsic value as people. And in a net worth, that's just a financial number, right? It's a financial net worth, not a human net worth. So let's make sure that we do that. And in our society, of course, we love to, to just assume that people who make more money are more important or people who are celebrities or are popular and have all this fame and power and money are more important. And that's not true, right? So we just got to make sure we say that every time we're talking about net worth, that human worth does not equal net worth and vice versa, right? But it, it, this is a financial podcast, right? And so we do want to know what our financial net worth is. And what a, what net worth is, right, is everything that you own minus everything that you owe is your net worth. So you might own a lot of things, right? You might have a house and tons of assets and all these things. But if you also have a whole bunch of debt on the other side, you owe a whole bunch of people, then you you don't really have that that full value of all your assets because you have debt offsetting that on the other side. So you want to look at your net worth, what you own minus what you owe. And so that's that's the formula. And so you have assets, right? What you own on one side of that. And that's going to include anything that you have that's of value, right? So you may have real estate, right? If you own your home or if you have other rental real estate, that's going to be on there. The, the, the value of your home, the fair market value, what you could sell your home for, that should be on your net worth statement. That number changes over time, right? See, if you bought your house a long time ago, you know that it's worth now, more now than it was when you bought it. And so when you're doing a net worth statement, which is a, a snapshot in time, what it's worth right now, you want to do today's number. What is it worth today if you were to go put it on the market? 
Uh, you know, so any other real estate you might have would be in their vehicles. Right? If you own vehicles, those are going to be on there. What could you sell those for? And that value should be on the asset side of your net worth statement. Uh, any belongings. If you, you know, I struggle with this one. Like, be careful. Some people try to put everything on there and like, oh, yeah, I own all these clothes and all. And most of it's just junk. And, you know, a bunch of things that you could sell for $5 or 50 cents doesn't account towards your net worth. But if you've got like real collectibles or, you know, some of these other kind of belongings, you may want to consider putting those on your net worth statement. Of course, any cash accounts, any banking, money market accounts, CDs, all those things, those will end up there in the cash category. Investment accounts, if you have a brokerage account or something else where you have other investments that are not retirement accounts, those will be on there. Retirement accounts, obviously, will be on your net worth statement as well. And the last one that a lot of people miss is I like to put the value, the present value of a pension on your net worth statement. So some of people, you know, if they are teachers or they're other state workers or, or for a company that still has a pension, you know, it can look like they don't have a great net worth because so much of their, their retirement savings has gone into a pension, which will be a guaranteed income for life, right? And so you want to include the present value of that in your net worth statement. And that's going to help quite a bit. So that's on the, usually on the left side of a, so I guess this would be a, this side for you, right? Of a, of a net worth statement. And on the, on the, the left side, then for you, you would have your debts, what you owe. So what you own and what you owe. And, you know, if you've used other people's money to purchase things or buy experiences or services in the past, and you haven't paid for those yet, then you still owe people money. And that needs to offset what you own. And so, of course, your mortgage, you're gonna have the full value of your house on one side, and then you put your mortgage on the other side. And of course, that's gonna give you your net equity, how much of the house that you actually own. Uh, but you want both of those on there. And I kind of like to, even if you don't have a mortgage anymore, I like to have that line on a network statement either way, just to say, hey, look, where most people still have a number here for a mortgage, we don't. And, and it's cool to just see that big zero on that uh, liability side of your net worth statement. So we're gonna put your mortgage on there, any credit cards you have, any auto loans, right? Those are gonna offset any autos you have, vehicles you have, if you have a loan on them, that's gonna offset the value there. Uh, HELOCs, you know, home equity line of credit, other lines of credit, personal loans, any installment plans, right? You know, it's a big thing now where people don't do loans, they do installment plans, like, oh, four easy payments of this or 24 payments of that or whatever. And, and so they can call it not a loan, but you still owe that money, right? And so you'd want to, you want to put all those on there. I wouldn't, if you got tons of debts, you got tons of credit cards and all that, you don't, you can list every single one on there if you want, or you can kind of lump them all together and be like, hey, this is what I own in credit cards, or this is what I own in installment plans or, or whatever else. So you're going to want to put all those on one side so you can see everything that you owe and everything that you own on, on both of those sides uh, out there. And so how do we how do we use this, right? So that's how you would create one, but how what, how do we use a net worth statement? How can this help us? How can it be this powerful thing that I'm claiming is? Well, you know, listing all this in one page will then show you at a glance everything you own and everything you owe and see how much are is that worth, right? And, and typically what you do then is you put the net worth, that final number at the bottom of the page, big and bold. Then we can see at a glance, hey, this is what I'm worth as of right now or as of whenever all these numbers were. And and knowing where you, and that, that helps you know where you are. Hey, where are we right now? What are we worth right now? And that gives you a couple things. One, it's gonna give you some planning opportunities and two, it's gonna give you some total trends that you're gonna wanna take a, a look at. So planning opportunities, right? You may find 
that you see some opportunities for improvement when you finally lay it all out. It's easy to forget everything we have, right? It's easy to take off and then you just start going towards your destination and everything sort of starts falling out of mind and you start opening more and more accounts and you got things here and there. And if you can't see it all in one place, it's, it's easy to forget all these things. But seeing it all in one place will tell you what you need to know. Maybe you don't have as much cash as you thought you have. And when you look at everything else, you go, man, we really need to have more of an emergency fund. We need to have more cash on hand. Or maybe you have too much. Like, man, we got a lot of cash. Maybe we should invest some of this. Maybe we should pay off some debt with some of this. Let's let's do that. Uh, you know, it's easy to get off course when we're not paying attention, but putting it all in one place allows us to see like, hey, these numbers are good. These numbers are bad. Where do we need to focus our attention in improving this? But I think the true power of a net worth statement is in the total trends, right? And, and that is that when we update our net worth statement over time at regular intervals, we can see, hey, what is, how is our net worth trending over time, right? This allows you to see not just where you are, but where you have been. And so if you've never created one in the past and you can't do past ones, like start now, and then in the future, you'll be able to look back and see where you have been. So what you can see then is you can hopefully see, right, your assets going up and your debts going down and that net worth number at the bottom getting bigger and bigger and bigger each year. And, you know, your assets may not go up every year, right? You may have a year like 2022 when your investments are down, when the value of all the best businesses in the world that you own a share of is temporarily in the decline. And so, it, you know, if you had done one at the end of 2021 and then you did another net worth statement at the end of 2022, your net worth probably decreased. Your assets probably decreased during that time. And that doesn't always feel good to, to see a lower, right, a lower net worth. But here's here's the power of looking at your total net worth, right? Because even though your investments may have gone down from one year to the next or from one period to the next, you may see still some other improvements, right? You may see that, hey, our assets, our investment assets went way down, but our total net worth only went down a little bit because we contributed a whole bunch of money to our retirement accounts at that time. We saved some more. We made improvements to our house that increased the value of our home. We paid down debt, which decreased the the debt side and still increased our net worth. And we've seen some too, where even though the value of the market's down, their net worth still improved year over year because of all the other great things that they were able to do. And that's in a world, right, when you have no control over the economy, when you have no control over geopolitics, when you have no control over so many of these things, what the Fed does with the interest rates or, or anything else, what you can control is your cash flow and your behaviors. And so it's deeply empowering when you can say, hey, I had no control over what my investments did, but I could control how much I was saving. I could control how much I, I contributed to retirement. I could control how much debt I paid down. And I did all these things and it still improved my overall net worth. So it's a great, that's a, that's a powerful thing to be able to see those trends. And when the equity values come back, right? When the value of all those businesses do come back to full value, then it's awesome to see that those big jumps in net worth from one year to another, both because you're doing the things that you need to be doing and because you're, you're are growing uh, as they should be over time. And, and of course, you can, you can see your total net worth by looking at everything, not just your assets, right? That's why we love looking at net worth statements overall and not just, you know, investment return statements and spending too much time looking at investment returns. Like, let's look at everything because we can see that total uh, things that are happening there. And then you can see the trends over time as, as, as well, right? The total trends. You can see, hey, year over year, our net worth is getting better and better and better. And that's a great way to do it. So your net worth statement then updated annually becomes a GPS beacon to see where you are and where you have been over time. And if that's the case, right, if, if a net worth statement helps us see where we are, how do we see where we are going? Or how do we know where we are going? And that's where the cash flow statement comes into in plan. So 
If a net worth statement is a snapshot in time, which it is, you know, maybe it's like the uh, December 31st, 2022, what was our net worth? That's, that's, you're taking a snapshot. What was everything worth at that day, on the end of that day? A cash flow statement is what happened over a time frame, right? And so you have a net worth statement for December 31st, 2022, and a cash flow statement for January 1st through December 31st of 2022. And a cash flow statement has two components components. Uh, one, your income and two, your outgo, right? Your income and expenses where, where, how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. And if you're working, of course, you're gonna have earned income on there. That's going to be probably your biggest chunk, but you may also have interest or dividend income. Maybe you have a side hustle and you've got some self-employment income coming in, or perhaps you have some passive income from a rental activity or other different things that you could be doing. And if you're retired, right, you've got retirement distributions coming in from your accounts. You've got social security income, maybe some pension income, and there are many sources of income. And a lot of people think, oh, we only have one, but really for a lot of people, there's a lot more than just one source of income. And so when we think like, oh yeah, I make X a year if we're still working, you just think of your your net or maybe even your gross income, there's other income that you may have that you weren't even thinking about. And so seeing all like, hey, exactly how much do we make over the course of a year, seeing that in gross numbers at the top left of your in, uh, income statement, it's just a powerful thing to see. Hey, we actually made some good money last year. And then we got to look at the flip side. What, what about expenses? And the first expense and the only one that's guaranteed besides death is, of course, taxes. Taxes are the largest expense for many, many people. And so we put that at the top of our uh, expense side of the income statement. And we covered this a lot, right? This is where tax planning is so critical. Uh, episode 28 covered, you know, tax uh, planning in general. Episode 51 covered, uh, this was last year, covered, you know, why do we still, do we still need tax planning even if we already have a professional tax preparer? And, and that difference, that's a good one to go back and see. If you haven't re- listened to that one, go back, uh, retirementship.com slash 51. We'll pull up that episode from last year, which came out right around this time, right before tax season. It's a good one to listen to again or for the first time. We also, of course, did our whole workshop on reducing taxes in retirement. So you can go to retirementship.com slash workshops and find all the different workshops that we already have you know recordings of those out for you and so taxes are a big one and tax plan is important because it's going to be such a large expense there and it's important to see hey how much taxes are we really paying it's easy to just do the tax return you know it's 40 pages no one wants to look at all that but to have a summary of okay but then this is exactly how much in taxes we paid is a good it's a good thing to just keep an eye on right? Next, you're going to have debt payments, right? If you borrowed money, they want it back and you need to be making regular payments, like your mortgage, auto loans, student loans, uh, perhaps credit cards, whatever else, like you, you're going to have those as expenses. And then your insurance policy, what are you paying to protect all of those? Your health insurance, homeowner's insurance, all these different things. And, you know, so then you have kind of your, your, your income, your required expenses, your taxes, all that. And then you've got your discretionary spending. How much then did we spend on the rest of our lives? And then an important piece of that is going to be savings, right? And unless you're retired, you're probably saving into a 401k, Roth IRA, HSA, some of these things. And it's cool to see, you know, because especially like a 401k and you say, oh, I'm putting 3%, I'm putting 10%, I'm putting 20% of my income into my 401k. But it's cool to see at the end of a year, hey, over that whole time, this is the actual dollar amount that we put in there. And that's a, that's a cool thing to see. Like, hey, I made this much money. And look, at, I, I put this many hundreds or this many thousands of dollars into my 401k and I saved that. That's a great number to see. And so we want to see, hey, where are all the places that we spent, that we saved, not in percentages, but in dollar amounts and see the total savings that we have. And then again, so how do we use this, right? Same thing with the network statement. We're going to have some planning opportunities and some trends. So planning opportunities, right? Is your net worth increasing? And if not, 
Perhaps it's because you're not saving enough, right? You're spending everything that you have and maybe you're not saving enough because you know your mortgage, your housing payment takes up 30% of your take-home pay. And so there's just not enough money to do anything else. Your house poor, you bought too big of a house or maybe debt payments in total represent 50% of your take-home pay and you just can't, you know, you can't get ahead because it's hard to focus on the future when you're still paying for the past, right? And so to be able to see all that in one page is really powerful, really enlightening. Uh, you know, are you paying too much in taxes? Perhaps you need more tax planning. Maybe there's too much going out into insurance and maybe you don't really need that Cadillac health plan or that whole life insurance policy. Again, we've covered all these things. You go to, uh, I think it was episode uh, 19 is on uh, insurance that you do and don't need. We did a whole bunch on right before that. So it was 14 through 20, I think. We're all on insurance. And so if you haven't listened to those and you're looking at your cash flow statement, man, we spent a lot of money on insurance. Do we really need these? That would be a great resource to go back and look at. So how much money you made in a year and then how much is going out, like you're going to find planning opportunities in there, things that you need to change, things that you need to focus on. And you just won't know those things. You can't discover those things if you don't know. So now knowledge is power. Knowledge acted upon is, is true power. And so you need to know these things. In the same way, there can be powerful trends that you find in your cash flow statement. So if you're still working, I'll divide this between working and retired because your cash flow statement looks different depending on what it is, right? If you're still working, here's the question, right? That the, the trend that you need to ask yourself over time, is your income increasing faster than inflation? Right? Is your incre- income increasing faster than inflation or are you just getting cost of living adjustment raises and, and those kind of things? And and if it's not, right, if it is, great. Right, If, if you look back over a few years, you're doing a net, uh, cash flow statement each year and you say, yep, look at that. My incre- income has been steadily increasing. It's going faster than inflation. That's awesome. That means you're becoming more valuable to society and you're getting compensated more accordingly. If you're not, right? If your income is increasing slower than inflation or just add inflation, that means one of two things. Either one, you're not growing and you're not becoming more valuable to society. And maybe that's fine. Maybe you want to be like, hey, I I don't want to grow anymore. This is exactly what I want. I'm happy with my income. I don't need it to increase faster than inflation. That's fine. But if you you do want to grow, if you do want to make more, like that's a good thing to see. Uh, Or two, maybe you need a different job. Maybe your job is just not a job that's going to reward you for growing and becoming more valuable. And it's time to do it. Either way, you may end up making some big life decisions based on seeing the trend of where your income has gone over the course of a year, right? And here's another one that you want to look at, right? Is your savings rate increasing? When you see all the income that you made and all the different ways that you saved it, and, and you take that, you know, the amount of money you saved as a percentage of your income, you can see, hey, what is your savings rate? How much of my money am I saving for future expenses? And how much of it am I just spending right now? And if your savings rate is increasing, right, if you're saving a little bit more as a percentage of your income each year, that's great. One of the biggest predictors of wealth and financial independence is not your, your rate of return, your interest rate, but your savings rate. How much of your money are you saving? And if you can increase that rate each year, right? If you, if, if you save $10,000 more, but you also made $20,000 more year over year, you didn't save more, right? So you want to look at that rate, not just the raw numbers. So is that increasing over time? And if it's not, maybe it's not, right? Maybe you look back and you said, hey, I've been saving 3% of my income in my 401k for the last decade. And I haven't saved a dollar more than that. Well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's things that we want to address. Then you also want to look at if you're retired, right? It's the same question. Is my retirement income growing faster than the cost of living? And if it's not, that's something to look at. That's something we need to address. And we did that. We covered that, right? It covers in my book, 3D Retirement Income, right? You need that first dimension, direction, income that grows faster than the cost of living. And so if your income is growing faster than inflation, great. Ensure that it has 
duration. Ensure that that's going to continue for as long as you live. And we covered all that. You can pick up my book for free by becoming a retired member. There's lots of ways that you can get that stuff. We covered it a little bit in one of our workshops. So make sure that that you have that. And you're not going to have a savings rate if you're retired, right? But you want to look at your distribution rate, right? How much of our retirement savings are we pulling out each year? What is that percentage of the total amount that we have? And is that percentage sustainable? And so seeing all that, hey, here's all the distributions we made. Here's the percentage that we took out of our retirement accounts. Is that sustainable or not? You can't know those things until you know. So there's great power, great power in having a cash flow statement and a net worth statement. And next week, we're going to look at, so then how do we make these? When and how do we do we create these things? What are the tips and tricks for doing that? We're going to cover that next week. We'll see you then. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership. And there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.